Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. I'm Elizabeth. And this week we watched Sky High, which yes. is how Ron the bus driver says it and all the commercials they would play on Disney Channel. Sky High. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, this movie hit the theaters July 29th, 2005. Little did we know this movie would set the blueprint for the future of American cinema to come. Marvel, I know what you did. DC, you took note. (laughs) We see it. One of the greatest movies ever made. (laughs) (laughs) Like when they're like, what's your favorite superhero movie? You say sky high. Because it's true. Um, We have a lot to discuss. This is has a star-studded cast, let me tell you. Very true. And a lot of things to say about that cast. Mm-hmm. Um, so the star of this movie, his name is Michael, either Angerano or Angerano. Um, he hasn't really been in, like, anything, like, notable. Uh, he's had episodes of This Is Us, Pen15, Mom, Will and Grace, um, 24. He was in the Stanford Prison Experiment movie, which, like, Every male Disney actor was in. Um, he was in this terrible movie we watched. I don't know if you remember it. It was The Art of Getting By with Freddie Highmore and Emma Roberts. Mm-hmm. It was a bad movie. <laughs> um, and he was also, I don't know who he was in Almost Famous, because I haven't seen it very many times, but he was in Almost Famous. Uh, so that is Will Stronghold. Uh, Mr. Stronghold is played by Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell is a movie man, movies dating back to 1962. Um... Some of his most famous ones, uh, Escape from New York, The Thing, Overboard, Miracle, uh, Fast and Furious 7 through 9, <laughs> The Hateful Eight, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I do not remember him. It was a fucking long movie. I don't remember anything from that movie. <laughs> it was so long for no reason. Um, and also, fun fact, he's the significant other of Goldie Hawn. They met on Overboard. Uh, fun fact about the movie Overboard, <laughs> whenever I started my period, I was a young child, I had no older sisters, I did not know uh, what was going on, I just accepted death, because I was too afraid to say anything or ask anything, and my mom figured out what was going on and told, explained to me what a period was, and the movie Overboard was playing, like, my parents left and I was home alone that night, and the movie Overboard was playing, and I just remember, like, thinking about the conversation and thinking about the fact that I will have a period for, like, the foreseeable future and just crying. I was so upset. So, that's what the movie Overboard <laughs> makes me think of. Anyway. <laughs> Mrs. Stronghold is played by Kelly Preston, who we met last movie in The Last Song. Mm-hmm. Um, Danielle Panabaker, we're meeting her again. She plays Layla. Uh, Kelly Vitz, who plays Magenta, we'll see her later in the Nancy Drew movie. Um, King of My Heart, Nicholas Braun, is in this movie. Yes. <laughs> Hembo um, King. We love, literally, it's the same character every single time. Hembo King. And he does it so well. Nicholas Braun, if you're out there. We've, we've called your name before. <laughs> we love you. We love you. <laughs> um, Malika and Khadijah. <laughs> Who, so they play Penny, um, who is the girl who can, like, make multiples of herself, but they have Malika and Khadijah, who are twins. I don't know what else they've done, but Malika is Khloe Kardashian's best friend. <laughs> Even I know that. Yeah. It was only, like, like, I watched this movie, and then, like, I started watching Kardashians, and then I watched the movie again, and I was like, that's, that's Malika! <laughs> 
Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who plays Gwen, uh, she has some credits to her name. She was in the Birds of Prey Harley Quinn movie, uh, the Fargo TV series, The Spectacular Now, another terrible movie, uh, Scott Pilgrim, obviously, um, three of the Die Hard sequels, not Die Hard itself, but like three of the sequels, and 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, obviously, anytime I see her, no matter what she's in, I think of Gwen Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> um, Linda Carter, who plays the principal, she was the original Wonder Woman in the Wonder Woman television series in the 70s. Um, Bruce Campbell, who plays Coach Boomer, he was in the original Evil Dead, plus all of its sequels. Um, he do he's done a lot of voice acting. Um, he was one of the stars of Burn Notice. And <laughs> he was the voice of Nixon in this movie called 18 and a Half. Uh, we, me and Abby, friend of the pod, Abby, saw it as part of the St. Louis Film Festival. And it's all about the missing 18 and a Half minutes from the Watergate tapes. Mm -hmm. And Bruce Campbell voiced Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Um, all my War and Peace girlies out there. Uh, he is played by Stephen Strait. Um, he doesn't have too many credits, but he's currently starring in the show on Amazon called The Expanse. Love that for him. Um, Cloris Leachman, who plays the nurse, is like a legend. She's, <laughs> um, I believe she's known from the Mary Tyler Moore show the most, but she also has an Oscar from a movie called The Last Picture Show from like the 70s that I've never heard of. Um, she was also in Raising Hope. Uh, she played... I don't know how many grandmas were featured in Malcolm in the Middle, because I haven't watched that much of Malcolm in the Middle, but she played a grandma in Malcolm in the Middle. Mm -hmm. um, now and Then, which I feel like we should add to this list. That'd be good. Because it's such a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Facts of Life, uh, Young Frankenstein, Bush Cassidy and the Sun Sundance Kid, and Lassie. I think she passed away like last year or something. Um, Jim Rash, who plays Stitches is the Dean from Community. I literally wrote Dean Hart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, he, he's been in, like, anything and everything. Uh, like, American Crime Story, Impeachment, uh, The New DuckTales, Rio 911, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Blackish Glee, That 70s Show, Friends. Whenever I looked it up, um, I looked up which episode he was in Friends, and I think he was on the very last one, whenever Phoebe tells Rachel that there's a problem with the left phalange of the plane, and he's like... We can't go! There's a problem with the left phalange! <laughs> um, NCIS CSI. And, fun fact, Jim Rash has an Oscar for writing the movie The Descendants, starring, starring George Clooney. Look at that. The Dean. He's he's a man of many talents. <laughs> man of many talents. Gay Dean. Gay Dean. <laughs> um, Dave Foley, who plays Mr. Boy. Uh, he's a guy who's been in anything and everything. He was a part of this, like, Canadian sketch series. I think it was sort of like an S like the Canadian SNL, I guess. Um, he's also been featured in Superstore, Young Sheldon, Fresh Off the Boat, The Middle, Hot in Cleveland, It's Always Sunny, Veep, How About Your Mother, True Jackson VP, Scrubs, Will and Grace, King of Queens, and he's the voice of Flick in A Bug's Life. Um, and then Kevin McDonald, who plays the science teacher... I remember watching this movie, and I was like, why does this guy sound so familiar? Why does he sound so familiar? And finally, when I got an iPod Touch and I downloaded the IMDb app, I learned that he voices Pleakley in Lilo and Stitch. Um, he was also in Kids in the Hall. He played the disco strangler in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> um, and he is Pastor Dave from That 70s Show. 
Um, and then finally, uh, we have a few other people who are only in like one scene, so I'll get to them when we get to that scene. But the last person is the voice of Royal Pain is Patrick Warburton, who we met. He was Mr. Barkin in Kim Possible. He's also the voice of Kronk. That's what I know him as. <laughs> Very nice. That is all I have for people. A yeah. long, long list. Mm-hmm. I do have some um, fun facts, though. Sure. Some fast facts, if you will. Um, a friend of the pod, Abby. Uh, first of all, we're sorry for uploading late last week. We were reprimanded. I was reprimanded. Kelly was not there. <laughs> so I was I not took there. The ball. But uh, we will be on time as much as we can. <laughs> Um, so Abby, when she was a child, she saw a special, like, preview screening of Sky High at the Keller. I don't know how the Keller (laughs) got a preview. Like, Keller was that, like, movie theater that played movies, like, a month before they came out on DVD for, like, a dollar. And, like, the quality, the screen was so shitty, but, like, it was so fun. (laughs) It's because it was back whenever they were actually filmed. So they would get the film after, like, the regular theaters had like, gotten rid of it, they would take it, and then they would show it for reduced prices. Yeah. R.I.P. We love you. <laughs> One day, they just post it on their Facebook. They're like, this is the last day we're gonna be open. Bye. <laughs> you literally walk in, and, like, there's only half a carpet down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love it. Anyway, Abby and her family saw a preview special screening of Sky High, and whenever she went there, she, like, heard preview screening and thought that they were going to watch the trailer for Sky High. <laughs> <laughs> like, going to the movie theater. Um, and All then, that work just for a trailer. Yeah. And then they got, like, a signed poster from the cast, which her sister owns, which I think is not a fair deal. I would steal that poster if I were you. <laughs> um, so I remember they would show, like, behind-the-scenes stuff of this movie on Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. It was, like, those things, like, I don't know. It wasn't Disney 365. It was, like, another thing that was, like, pre-Disney 365 about movies. Mm-hmm. And they asked, I remember they asked Daniel Panabaker and Will Stronghold, they were like, what's one thing about working on a movie that people don't know? And they said, nothing is shot in order. And I, my life was changed forever. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) They don't shoot it in order? I was like, how how does that work? (laughs) I don't get it. Um, And according to the special features DVD, the actors who played Gwen and Will dated off screen and so did the actors who played Layla and Warren which accounts for the exactly chemistry the chemistry the chemistry we'll get to it not with Magenta and Will but with, with Gwen and Will <laughs> with Layla oh Gwen and Will got it with, with Layla. Layla and Warren listen wow. Wow. listen <laughs> we have opinions we'll get there um okay and that is all i have before we start the movie I, I think we've specified this. We love this movie. <laughs> it's very good. Um, and I'll just bring it up at the end. We'll wait till the end. Okay. <laughs> okay, so this movie um, opens sort of like a comic book drawing, and we get a voiceover from Will. He introduces, uh, introduces us to the commander and Jetstream, who save the town. I forget where they're from. Uh, the commander has the... Superhero, superhero strength and Jetstream can fly. Uh, by day, they are real estate agents, the best real estate agents in town. Their disguises are only glasses, as a superhero does. They point fun at that. But they are also Will's parents. And then we see Will in his room. Everybody wants to rule the world starts playing. The music in this movie, again, it's pretty good. It's pretty <laughs> fitting. 
Um, and Will is like, I'm expected to save the world like my parents someday. But Will doesn't have any powers. But he makes it thi- like makes it seem like he does. So he's like sort of making it seem like he's lifting like 500 pounds of weights um, whenever his dad walks into his room. Um, Today so, is the first day of school. Yeah, it's the first day of high school. Layla comes by uh, to walk with Will to school. Um, while they're sitting there waiting for Will to come down, the parents uh, get a call from the mayor. There's trouble in downtown. Mm-hmm. So they head down to their secret sanctum. Um, this is where we learn that Layla has the power to control plants because uh, her mom can talk to animals. Um, they Will and Layla turn to the TV and the news is on and there's an evil robot that's destroying downtown. So the way that, I always found this funny, the way that mom and dad get to places is that mom carries dad. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. If anything, mom flies and has super strength because... She's got to carry this giant man. <laughs> yeah, he has super strength. He's very buff in his suit, at least. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone always talks about dad, but mom is the real hero here. Um, yeah, so they arrive downtown. Uh, basically, mom drops dad onto the robot, destroying it. And, um, Dad picks up its, like, robot eye as sort of, like, his trophy from the battle. Mm-hmm. Um, so Will and Layla walk to the bus stop. Um, Layla is very excited about the first day of school. She's excited for this new start, all of this stuff. And we can tell that Will is still still nervous. Uh, so he gets into the bus, and the bus driver is immediately starstruck because he's like, you're Will Stronghold. You're the commander in Jetstream's son. Oh, my God. This is something that I never noticed until I watched this movie, but it's a thing where, like... Like, I, I don't know why I never picked up on this, but it's a thing where most kids, they have one superhero parent and one non-superhero parent. Uh, but Will is extra special because he has two superhero parents. Mm-hmm. Which is wild. Like, how did these kids... Like, Will's parents went to Sky High. Did no one from Sky High... I mean, I guess, like, you don't marry your high school <laughs> sweetheart. Yeah, usually. <laughs> Yeah, so on the bus, uh, not only is the bus driver, Ron Wilson, bus driver, freaking out over him, but so are the other kids. They're just like, oh my god, Will Stronghold, you're so cool. Um, so they sit down, and Zach sits down next to, or Will sits down to this next to this kid named Zach. And Zach's like, hey dude, uh, what's your power? I mean, I was really worried, because like, I didn't get my power until like, a couple weeks ago, and I was really nervous. Well, he starts talking about it, and he was like, yeah, I was really nervous, because, like, I didn't have a power, and Will's like, this oh. Nicholas Braun. Yes. <laughs> Will's like, oh, you don't have a power? And he's like, no, you think I would have come to school if I didn't have a power? He's like, I found it out, but uh, you'll have to wait to see it later on. <laughs> um, so then, uh, after they've picked up everyone, Ron uh, starts driving the bus at, like, maximum speed and flies off a ramp that's, like, half a bridge and into the air, but then the bus starts flying, and they fly up to Sky High. Sky High is a floating school in the air. Um, It's a super secret location to hide from the supervillains. Because superheroes aren't, like, a secret here. I mean, they have, like, secret identities, I guess, but, like, everyone knows they exist. Mm -hmm. Um, So Ron gives Will his card as he leaves the bus. Um, We see all the students coming into Sky High. There's students that fly. There's students with laser eyes, uh, can freeze people, students that can multiply. Yeah, the reason we see that is because these guys laser this girl's butt, and so then she freezes them. Every time we see them later on, they're still frozen. No one ever made her unfreeze (laughs) them or, like, use any technology. They deserve it. It's just their punishment. (laughs) 
Um, so this kid named Speed, who's basically like Dash in The Incredibles, he like starts running circles around the freshmen, and he and Lash, who's Elastigirl, <laughs> are like, oh, like we're gonna take your money, everyone must give us five dollars, but then Gwen, senior and student body president, comes up and introduces, introduces herself, and Will immediately falls in love. Yeah, so the first thing they do whenever they get to school is go to, well, the principal talks a little bit. I didn't write anything about that because I didn't think it was that important. I just said she introduces herself. (laughs) Yeah, and then they go to their placement class with Coach Boomer. So in this class, they have to uh, show off their power, and then they will be uh, labeled as a hero or a sidekick, and then the classes they take will follow based on that. So, uh, they call the people up, like, one by one, and we kind of see the process of, like, what is considered a hero, what is considered a sidekick. Yeah, so, like, this kid who's, like, an obvious nerd shows up, and they're like, oh, like, he's gonna be a sidekick, you know, but then he turns into this giant rock monster, and he's like, oh, you're a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach goes up, and he's, and he's like, okay, everyone, watch, watch, and he claps his hands, and it looks like nothing's happening, and they're like, you don't have a power, he's like, I'm glowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, maybe turn the lights off. You'll see it better. But he gives him sidekick anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, this kid named Ethan has the ability to melt. He gets put as a sidekick. And again, I think that uh, these labels are stupid, but I feel like melting is a very useful skill. Well, this is the whole point of the movie. <laughs> um, Magenta turns, uh, she can shapeshift, but only into a guinea pig. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I want to point out how much I love the costume design of this movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's very good, the colors. I, because, like, they never talk about it, but, like, as a child, it's something that, like, I can notice. So, like, uh, Zach's power is he can glow in the dark. So he wears, he's got, like, white hair, he'll wear, like, white clothes and, like, neon yellow accents. Um, Ethan always wears, like, orange and plaid, I don't really know why. Uh, Magenta is always in, like, black and, like, pink and purple. Um, and even when she turns on into a guinea pig, the guinea pig has, like, black fur <laughs> with, like, pink and purple streaks. Mm-hmm. Um, Layla always wears green because she can control plants, and I think it goes very well with her bright red, well, not bright red hair, but, like, natural red hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Will always wears a combination of red, white, and blue. Um, so it's Layla's turn to go up, um... And she refuses to show off her power. She's like, I just don't feel like it's necessary unless there's a situation that calls for it. And the coach is like, so you're refusing to do this? And she's like, yeah, like, the dichotomy doesn't make sense. Like, I'm not going to be labeled a hero or a sidekick. This yeah. is archaic and stupid. Layla, as we learn early on, like, well, it's not, like, too obvious, but, like, through her character traits, she is very much our liberal queen. She's against the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, I'm not going to use my powers for your entertainment, sir. This is uh, a fascist system and so she gets put in sidekick mm-hmm. um and that's when the bell rings for lunch so the whole gang everyone we just saw including will and uh layla they go and um sit down at a table for lunch and that's when we see warren peace staring at will from across the room first of all his name is warren, warren peace, peace. <laughs> it's so good <laughs> and then and then will is like why is he staring at me and they're like you don't know War and Peace has a superhero mom and a supervillain dad, and your dad put War and Peace's dad away forever. I want to know the story of War and Peace's parents. Me too. That like, was, why is War and Peace not the main character? Exactly. Can you, like, 
I I am not what like I've said this before. I'm not one for romance, but I would be so down for a superhero and supervillain enemies to lovers story. And then they have this child and name it War and Peace. Also, if his name is Peace, is Peace his mom's last name because she's a superhero, or is Peace no? His I think dad's last. Name? I think Peace is his middle name. His dad's last name is Battle. Oh, that's we right. learn later. That's I right. think, and they all they only call him Warren Peace. I don't, do they ever just call him Warren? I don't think no. so. Yeah, no, they do. They do. Do they? Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, because I was gonna get to this, but whenever Layla's like, Warren, you are crazy. <laughs> I'll get that. To, I'll get to that later. I feel like Peace's middle name, but, but you have maybe to cut, last name. But like, it doesn't work. Which doesn't work. You have to say Warren Peace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, again, which if you don't know, War and Peace is a very popular novel. <laughs> In case you did not know, yes. Um, I think. If he were the protagonist and then Will was the antagonist instead of Will being the protagonist and him kind of being the antagonist, this movie, oh my god, the layers <laughs> would have been so good. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, oh, and Warren Peace's color scheme. So he has like straight shoulder length black hair with like a couple red streaks. Yes. And then he always has a black leather jacket and black clothes with like small red accents. And we don't learn it yet, but yeah, he has fire powers. He can throw fireballs and just. With his hands. Yes. Um, literally every 12 year old girl's dream man. <laughs> Mine. Whenever I saw this, I was like, wow, yep, sign me up. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Dad, uh, Mr. Stronghold gave Warren's dad a quadruple life sentence. They say he's not even eligible for parole until his third life. Mm -hmm. Um, which, which isn't how life sentences work, yeah, which, which is so fucked up. <laughs> which makes sense. What do you call it? A life sentence? Who decided to name it that? That's, uh, 25 years? That's Why? not a life. That's not, no, you're just there till you die. <laughs> That's your life. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Will is like, oh, that doesn't seem fair that he hates me. I didn't do anything, but Warren just stares. And literally right off the bat, Will is like, first day of school, and I have an arch enemy. And I'm like, no one said he was your arch enemy, Will. You're just jumping to conclusions. I mean, he is glaring at him, and we do learn <laughs> that he is his arch enemy. But, like, neither of the bullies are his arch enemy, and they're mean to him. <laughs> Not yet. Because he's a stronghold. Uh, okay, so in the hallway, Gwen asks Will to be the freshman rep for the homecoming committee. Um, and Will, again, is just absolutely smitten. Gwen kind of flirts a little bit. And Gwen does, like, okay, I don't know if this movie came before or after Mean Girls, but I think Tina Fey took notice because Gwen goes, oh, I love your skirt. And then as they're walking away, you can barely hear Layla say, I don't think she really liked my skirt. <laughs> <laughs> and you can, like, definitely see in Layla's reaction, she's not happy about Gwen talking to Will. Yeah. Um, after Will is, like, glazed over from having attention from Gwen, he bumps into Warren, and Warren says nothing but just, like, glares at him again and kind of, like, walks away. So, again, we're seeing this this tension build. <laughs> uh, uh, so then we, we're coming back to power placement class. Um, Will is up on the little podium and he whispers to the coach, he says, I don't know what my power is. And so whenever you're super strong, the coach will drop a car from the ceiling for you to carry it. So he's like, ah, you're just kidding with me. You're strong like your dad. So he drops the car from the ceiling and almost kills Will. So he's like, oh, you can fly like your mom. So then he launches Will off the platform and Will like lands into the bleachers. I also don't know why they don't think that it could be something else. 
like, all of the other kids get something that's, like, similar to their parents' yeah. power, but isn't yeah, the exact Yeah, I don't know same. why it had to be one or the other. Because that's what they keep saying. They're like, oh, like, you could be stronger or you could fly. Yeah. Um, so when he's finally, like, I don't have a power, he gets put into sidekick, which also doesn't make sense. Like, can you go to Sky High if you don't have a power? Or maybe it's just for protection if you have a parent. Well, also, it? okay, Sky High is a private institution because later on we hear Dad talking about, for the p- tuition we pay. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I have a lot of questions. Yeah. Well, for the way that they treat sidekicks, why are they paying the money to do that? Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe... <laughs> There are not a lot of people of color at the school, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, maybe, and then they're, like... Is there a sidekick scholarship? Yeah, well, and then... I forgot where I was going on this. <laughs> um, oh, they said that they're in the air to protect from villains, so that no one knows where they are. So, like, protection from the world's most dangerous villains is only for the most privileged kids in the city that they live in. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Will is in the nurse's office, and... and wait, one oh. more thing that I'd like to bring up. Are powers ever, like, like in the Harry Potter universe, because of course that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. like, do they ever just happen out of the blue, like, to non-hero to non parents? I feel like, no. I feel like they would have said so. Well, 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 yes they do. Because there was a line where they said Will is a third generation. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like that's an uncommon thing. Because Dad talks about, like, Grandpa being super strong. Mm-hmm. And so whenever they said, like, third generation, I feel like that's not, a, like, a common thing. Like, I feel like um, a lot of these kids' parents were maybe, like, the first generation of superheroes. Because even they said, like, you can either be born with them or you fall into a toxic vat of waste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what we get to in the next conversation. Will gets taken to the nurse's office. Um, where we learn that superhero powers are just a metaphor for puberty. <laughs> well, yeah, she's just, well, not really, because she said you might be a late bloomer or you might just never go, yeah. you might well, just never get any Well, I Will might be a late bloomer, which I thought was funny. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, but then they're like, well, um, like, most students here have one parent who's superpower. Um, and one who does not. And so it's very possible that you might not even get your powers. Ron Wilson has two superhero parents, and he never got powers. Yeah, but it's an uncommon thing for yeah. someone to not get powers when their parents have powers, apparently. Yeah, so Will comes home from school, and Dad, uh, for his first day of school, he's like a man now, Dad takes him down to the secret sanctum for the first time. And the whole time, they're playing with the robot eye from earlier that Dad took as his, like, prize from beating the monster that they took down. Yeah, so they're down there, um, and Dad is like, hey, rule number one, never bring anyone into the secret sanctum, or else it would not be a secret. Mm -hmm. Um, and so Dad shows Will all his trophies from, like, previous villain battles, including Royal Pain's Pacifier. And this is his favorite, like, most prized trophy. Yeah, and so Will's like, well, what does it do? And he's like, I don't know. (laughs) Um, so Will does not tell him about not having powers because Dad was just beaming because they're like, oh, like, we're going to be, like, the greatest superhero family ever, and I'm so proud of you, blah, 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 all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and through this robot eye, we then learn that a villain and the villain's sidekick are watching them. They're like, oh, like, he took the eye just like we planned. So that robot attack on the city was just a setup so that whoever this is can spy into the secret sanctum of Mr. Stronghold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that night, Will sits on his roof, and Layla uh, grows a tree to go join him, I guess they're neighbors, 
Oh. They must be. Yeah. Layla asks Will where he went after school, like after class, because he was just gone. And Will says that the nurse told him that he may never get his powers. And he hasn't told his parents yet because everyone expects, like, greatness from him. And Layla's like, they would still love you. Like, it's okay if you don't get powers. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, and then Will's like, why don't you, like, you could definitely be a superhero if you would just showed your powers. And she's like, I object to the system. (laughs) Yeah, again, she's like, this is a shitty way to divide people. Like, you're just saying, like, you're good enough to be a superhero, but you're not. Yeah. Um... Oh, did we also say that um, Mr. Boy, the sidekick teacher, was... We haven't met him yet. Oh, we haven't met him yet. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, we haven't. <laughs> it's literally the next yeah. <laughs> scene. Okay, so we're in, they call it hero support. Yes. Um, and so we learned that on graduation day, uh, you get assigned a hero, and they assign you a name and a costume. Um, and that's what happened to Mr. Boy, the sidekick teacher. He was All-American Boy, and he was actually the commander's sidekick. And Will is like, you worked for the commander? And he's like, that's weird. Like, I've never heard of you. And Mr. Boy's like, oh, like, you're you're Mr. Stronghold's son. He's like, and you never talked about me? Which, again, a shitty move. Well, yeah, again, like, there's criticism of this movie that I will talk about at the end. And I think the criticism is unfairly placed. Like, the criticism should just be of the commander. Like, not the movie entirely. Like, we're showing that he's really not a great guy. Yeah, there's multiple times throughout this movie where it's very much that the commander is in the sort of, like, high school hierarchy mindset, and he never left that, especially since, like, he became the command, like, he was, like, super popular in high school, and then after that he became the commander, and as Will said, he's, like, America's, or the town's favorite superheroes, mm-hmm. so never had well- to... And the other thing, too, is, like, if, you, if you're taking this as a metaphor, like, all of the things that he's just, like, he kind of goes along with, and we'll get to a conversation later on where he's like, well, my dad would have never let this happen, so, like, that's crazy that you're doing that, so we'll talk about it more. The commander, not a good guy. Yeah. No. Saves the world, but not a good guy. Um, so the building shakes, and the power goes out for a hot minute, and it turns out there was a mishap in the science lab. That was just to introduce us to the science teacher, I think. Mr. Medulla. He has a giant um, head. Yeah, so then we get a montage, a little montage of um, the new group of friends, like Will, Layla, Magenta, Ethan, and Zach, um, all being sidekicks, they're in class, they're bonding, um, and then we cut to a study group at Will's house for, like, a sidekick test, and they're like, they're like, if your hero is going 15 miles an hour in one direction, <laughs> and they're like, what do you hand him? Or something. And then Will is like, why can't I just, like blast it myself and they're like no you have to hand it to the hero which again is exposing like the flaws in the system mm-hmm. um, uh, that's when dad gets home and he's like hey will's friends let me meet you let me hear about you learn your powers what's going on so they all introduce themselves and they're like yeah my name's magenta i can tr- shapeshift into a guinea pig zach's like i'm zach i glow the other what kids like i melt and dad's just like hmm Okay, I'm I'm gonna go yeah. now. Will, hey. Yeah, so da- Will follows Dad into the kitchen, and he's like, oh, like, that's weird. Like, those kids would have never been heroes, like, back in my day. Um, and Will is like, well, that's because they're not heroes. Like, they're sidekicks. And Dad's like, oh, like, you're a freshman, you're getting to know the sidekicks? Like, that's great. I would have never done that. Like, Well, yeah, and, <laughs> and he literally says, like, oh, my dad would have never let me invite the sidekicks over. Yeah. So that's, again, where it comes into, like, whatever the metaphor of sidekicks versus heroes, whatever you want it to be, could be a lot of different yeah. things, <laughs> comes in. Um, and that's when, and so Dad just keeps sort of, like, ragging on, like, until um, 
Will admits that he's a sidekick. Dad yeah. just keeps like ragging and ragging. Could be well because then whenever Will's like I'm a sidekick, Dad is like, oh, like I bet that was it's stupid Boomer. Like, he's like he's always headed out to get me. I'm gonna call the school. You need to be a hero. Mm-hmm. And then Will's finally like, I don't have powers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and I might not even ever get powers, but. Like, those are my friends, and I'm proud to be a sidekick. Mm-hmm. And so, like, everyone can hear this happening from the living room. And so Will goes back to the study group, tries to pretend like nothing happened. But we can see from her expression that Layla heard what happened, and she's, like, very impressed. Because, as we know, like, these are uh, very important values to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, Dad and Mom are in the sanctum. And Dad, again, just, like, showing how much of a horrible person he is. They're talking <laughs> the about, like... the traditional realm of Disney dads putting expectations on their children. Well, okay, and, like, one of the examples that I saw people talking about were, like, okay, if this is an example for, like, being straight versus gay, like, his thing of, like, and where would we even find a vat of toxic waste? And Mom's like, why are you even considering that? Yeah. It's like, oh, like, if Will came out as gay, like, I mean, maybe he could do conversion therapy. Like, Lots of things. There's a lot of different places. Like, it's... (laughs) Again, I will talk about it more at the end. But, yeah. They're having this conversation. Mom's like, that is our son. We love him. He's a good person. It doesn't matter if he gets powers. Yeah. Mom is able to calm him him down a bit. But Dad was just kind of disappointed because he's like, well, I wanted to be, like, the stronghold three. Mm -hmm. But then after Mom calls him down, he's like, Will can always go into real estate. (laughs) Yeah. Again, just, like, trying to live through his kid. Dad needs some help. Yeah. Um, so the next day at school, in the cafeteria, Lash, uh, Elastigirl, uh, uses his super stretchy arms and causes Will to trip and drop his food onto War and Peace. Who um, immediately starts fighting Will. Yeah, he's like, you wanna fight! And then he <laughs> fireballs everywhere. Um, so Mr. Boy goes running to the principal, because he's a sidekick, and he believes he can't do anything. Um, so War and Peace just starts throwing fireballs all over the cafeteria. Yeah, Will is just running and hiding as best as he can. Because the whole he... school is just, like, s- standing around watching, because what are they gonna do? They can't stop War and Peace. Yeah, whenever he's hiding under a table, he's like, oh, who's gonna help you now? And his friends are like, hey, we'll help him. Like, we probably can't take on your fireballs, but we'll help him. <laughs> but we'll try. Yeah, and whenever Warren starts threatening his friends, that's when Will's like, oh no, not my friends. Not and he, in my house. He picks up the table that Warren is standing on and he throws it. Oh my god, he has super strength now. He has super strength. He's strong. Super strong. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so the whole, yeah, the whole school is watching. They all see this. Um, Will is able, Warren, like, is real, has really had it, he gets up, but Will fire extinguishes him as the principal arrives. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get sent to the detention room, uh, which neutralizes all powers. Mm-hmm. Um, Will tries to call a truce, but Warren <laughs> says no. Um, so Will comes home to angry parents, and he's expecting them to be excited because he got his powers, but they're like, you destroyed the entire cafeteria. Which, I mean, he definitely didn't. Also, mom is the only reasonable one here. Instead of being like, because she's like, you did something bad. You need to be punished for this. And dad's like, mm-hmm, you're right. You know what? Let's go punish you in the sanctum. Let's go talk yeah, about it. Yeah, so dad takes him down to the sanctum. And he's like, who cares? You're super strong. Yeah, again, just like, no consequences for your actions. You're a man now. No matter what the means were, no matter what damage you caused, here's an Xbox. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Um, and again, the villains are watching this happen through the robot eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next day in school, Will gets moved to the hero curriculum. He uh, does have a brief moment where he's like, well, what about you guys? Yeah, he's sad about leaving his friends, mm-hmm. but they're all just kind of like, no, like, go, like, it's what you deserve. Yeah. Um, so he enters mad science class, and he's paired with Gwen as a lab partner. 
they are supposed to build a freeze ray. Um, Will is just completely lost. He can't figure it out. And so Gwen builds the ray with her mind. She just like waves her hand over it and the ray just like puts itself together. It turns out she is a technopath. She can control technology with her mind. And she offers to tutor Will, because he's not getting anything. Mm -hmm. um, so Will is sitting with Gwen and her friends at lunch, and he sees his friends, the sidekicks, and calls them over to eat. But all the popular kids are like, no. Well, can't. Penny, the cheerleader who can just multiply herself, fills up the table, and they're like, you can't sit with us. Um, so, in the hallway, Will meets up with Layla to apologize, and he's like, hey, I'll meet you at the Chinese restaurant tonight at 7 o'clock to make it up to you. And she's like, okay, that's fine. Um, so, then we learn that Speed and Lash are, um, stuffing, like, Zack and Ethan into lockers, and so Will goes over to defend them, um, and so once Zack and Ethan are released, uh, they challenge Will to fight Speed and Lash in gym class. They get a little overconfident, because they're like, Will's on our side, he can take you down whenever. Well, and they're also like, and if he does, if he beats you guys and save the citizen, you leave us alone for the rest of our time here. And they're like, okay, we've never lost. Yeah, Will's so, like, hey dudes, what the fuck? So then we cut to Save the Citizen. This is probably my favorite scene. I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> so Save the Citizen is basically gym class. So there is a, like, dummy that's slowly, like, inch by inch being lowered by a rope onto this, like, wood chipper. Yeah, it's basically like a wood chipper, like this giant, like, rotating spikes in the ground. And so two students are the villains and two students are the heroes. And the heroes have to save the citizen... Well, the villains try to stop them. So, uh, Speed and Lash are the villains, and they challenge Will and Warren Peace to save the citizen. Mm -hmm. um, so we start out with uh, Speed using his speed to just keep, like, running into them and knock them over. I would also like to say, they did this intentionally thinking that, like, Will and Warren wouldn't work together. I would like to say that this is a moment that we learned something about Warren Peace's character, because he could have just, like not done anything and, like, mm -hmm. let Will lose or yeah. not try at all, but he didn't. He didn't. Um, yeah, so Speed just keeps, like, knocking into Warren and Will. Uh, Will ends up being able to punch the floor, which, like, reverberates all the wood and is able <laughs> to trip him. Um, he ties Lash with his own stretchy arms to a pole. Um, and then Speed is going over uh to warren he's just running in a circle he's so fast yeah he's a creating vortex. a vortex to decrease warren's oxygen so that he can't produce fire he's literally he's like choking to death and no one is like calling a timeout or like hey no 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 this isn't allowed and so the time is getting very low and will could like save the citizen but he can see that warren is in pain and like maybe dying yeah so, so speed is going so fast that will just like picks him up and like turns him into another direction so he goes running straight into lash and then will grabs warren throws him over the like spinning spice of doom so that he catches the dummy and saves the citizen in time now everyone gives credit to will and will only but warren put up a good fight <laughs> well, also, uh, this is the first time that any freshmen have ever won Save the Citizen, so that's a big deal. Was Warren a freshman? I don't know, but Will is a freshman. Yeah. Um, yeah, no one cares that Warren Peace helped. <laughs> yeah, everyone is like, oh my god, Will Stronghold! Oh my god, he's amazing! He did it! Um, so, we come home, Dad is super impressed, um, and they walk into the kitchen, and that's where they find Gwen, sitting there with Will's mom. 
Yeah. Now, for me, I'd probably, like, turn around and run the other way. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Gwen is like, oh, I had something come up tomorrow. Can we go for a homework tonight? And her parents, and dad, dad, not mom, dad. Instead of texting or calling to be like, hey, something came up. Can we do it tonight? She showed up at their house. Yeah. And then, not mom, dad is like, only if you stay for dinner. So they're like, oh, okay. Leaving poor Layla alone at the Chinese restaurant. And Will doesn't even think about it. Like, he doesn't even care. Because he's just like, oh, hot girl at my house. Have dinner with us. Literally not until the next day when he sees Layla does he remember. No, when she tells him. Yeah. Not even seeing her. Not even the fucking fortune cookie. Mm. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Yeah, so we see a little bit of their dinner. They're, like, talking and catching up. Yeah, Gwen, uh... She's wooing the family. She says that her dad is inactive, like, inactive, like, not a superhero anymore, and her mom passed away. Um, and then she asks, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Stronghold to be the guests of honor at Homecoming and receive the Heroes of the Year award. Uh, and they agree. And so we cut, we cut back to the restaurant. And who works there? But war and peace. Yeah, Layla has been, we see her before sitting there alone. She's like, I'm just going to give him some more time. He's going to show up to, like, the waitress. And then war and peace comes over. The the restaurant is empty now. She's the only yeah. one there. And we're, we're, like, cutting back and forth between this dinner with Will's family and Layla and war and peace at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she invites war and peace to sit down. And then we cut back and uh, the four of them are all looking at mom and dad's, like, old yearbook. And they're looking just, like, through all these people, like, oh, like, that's War and Peace's dad. And, like, oh, that's Coach Boomer. And then they're like, oh, remember this girl, Sue Teddy. She She was was weird. She was weird. She disappeared right before graduation. No one ever heard from her again. Um, So then we cut back to the Chinese restaurant. And Layla is telling Warren that she and Will have been best friends since first grade because they were, like, doing the science project where you grow lima beans. And Layla is just growing out of control. And it drove Will crazy. And she's like, listen. I have these superpowers, and they've been besties ever since. And War and Peace is like, so how long have you been in love with him? And she's like, well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She's like, well, I was going to ask him to homecoming, but now he's probably going to go with Gwen, and she's like, (laughs) she's so much older than me. She's everything I'm insecure about. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Warren gives her some advice. He's like, it's now or never, girly. You gotta do it. <laughs> and that's when he's called back to the kitchen. By who other than Lucille Soong? Yeah. Um, Lucille, uh, if you don't know, she plays Grandma in Fresh Off the Boat. Uh, she was also in Desperate Housewives. Uh, she played um, the restaurant manager's mother in Freaky Friday. And she was recently in Raya and the Last Dragon. We love her. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, where was I? Yeah, so Warren has to go back to work, but he's just, he's basically just like, you are a good person. Do what you want to do. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and Layla's like, you're right, Warren Peace. Yeah, so we see <laughs> so we see that Warren Peace is not, like, everything that he kind of tries to make himself out to be. Mm-hmm. He's a softie. <laughs> that's why we love Warren Peace. He's, he's uh, like, something that's burnt hard on the inside, and or hard on the outside, and it's like a burnt marshmallow mm-hmm. and soft on the inside. Yep. Um, so then we cut back to Will is walking Gwen home. Um, at her doorstep, Gwen asks Will to homecoming. And that's when her dad, <laughs> Dean Pelton, opens the door. Um, and she's like, oh, like, hey, daddy. And then walks inside and he goes, 
you're not the boy with six arms, are you? Mm-hmm. Um, and so Gwen quickly comes back out and kisses Will on the cheek before leaving. And whenever this happens, Will jumps to the top of a light post, swings around, knocks it down. He's like, oh no, I knocked this down. So at this point I wrote, oh, he can fly. But he doesn't realize that he can fly. He thought he could just jump that high. Can you jump that high if you're super strong, maybe? With, like, the force from your legs? I don't think so. Pump up? (laughs) No. Uh, He's also short, because he's shorter than Layla. And it's something that they try and, like, make not a thing, (laughs) but he is shorter than Layla. Um, so then we cut to, we learn that the villain is Royal Pain that's been watching them the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, and Royal Plain, uh, we learn plans to strike for revenge at Homecoming. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next morning, yeah, Will just completely forgets that he fucking stood Layla up until she's like... They're standing at the bus stop. She opens her hand and shows a fortune cookie and is like, oh, thanks. Like, goes to eat it. And he, like, reads the fortune and then he's like, oh, no, I stood you up. So sorry. And fucking Layla, she's like, well, it doesn't matter anyway because I'm about to ask you something really important. And it's about homecoming. And Will's like, oh, my God, I have great news about homecoming. Just, like, interjects. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to Quinn. <laughs> And so Layla obviously does not ask him to homecoming. Yeah, well, later in the bus, Will's like, oh, what was your news about homecoming again? And she's like, I'm going too. And he's like, oh, really? Who are you going with? And instead of just being like, I'm going with our friends, she's like, oh, uh, I'm going with War and Peace. She wanted to hurt him. She wanted to make him mad. (laughs) (laughs) And so, okay, so then Will has the audacity to yell at her. And he's like, when did you and Warren even become friends? And she's like... Last night at the Paper Lantern, when you stood me up and just walks away. <laughs> oh, Layla, you deserve so much better. Exactly. <laughs> you deserve. Anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> Layla is now on a mission to just make Will jealous because he's going to homecoming with Gwen. So she goes and sits down next to War and Peace in the cafeteria, and she's like, listen. I told Will we're going to homecoming together, and he's like, "Why the fuck would you do that?" Yeah, his initial reaction is like, "Did me being nice to you make me make you think I'm in love with you?" <laughs> Which honestly, same. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "No, but listen, you hate Will. I'm really mad at him. What if we use this to m- make him jealous?" And he's like, "Okay, fine, deal." Yeah, but then all of the other sidekicks, like Magenta, Ethan, and Zach, because they see Layla sitting there, come and sit down next to Warren. And yeah, they're like, "Oh, are we sitting with Warren now." He's just like, no. But they're like, nah, yeah. No one's going to mess with us. Yeah. And so Will walks by. And so Layla just starts fake laughing very hysterically out of nowhere because she wants to make Will jealous. And that's when she says, Warren, you are crazy. (laughs) And that's whenever Warren is like, okay, fuck this. I'm leaving. I'm not sitting here any longer. Um, So Will and Gwen are studying in his room. Um, Gwen gets a call, uh, it's a homecoming emergency, and she's like, oh, well, I guess, like, I could go and cut our night short, unless the homecoming committee comes here. And initially, Will is like, no, I can't do that, like, my parents are gone, they wouldn't, like, random people coming over. Which, by the way, they left a girl alone with her teenage son out of the house. Yeah. They trust (laughs) Gwen, I guess. I guess. Yeah, and so, initially, Will says no, and Gwen's like, oh, okay, yeah, well, I guess I'm just going to leave. And Will's like, okay, fine, just a few people, just the homecoming committee. Yeah, so we immediately cut, it's a party. Uh, Will is freaking out. He's telling everyone, he's like, don't touch that, don't touch that. He's like, Gwen, like, what the hell? I said a few people. Um, And he's also, and Gwen's like, oh, like, what's really wrong? He's like, well, 
there's a party at my house and like my friends aren't here like I feel bad yeah he's like I'm gonna invite them and she's like no don't they wouldn't have a good time and you need to pick your friends basically she's like decide if you want to be popular or not yeah, and so he doesn't really answer before Gwen is like, could we be alone somewhere? And instead of taking her to his room, which is, like, I think what he's thinking anyway, of her being like, do you have somewhere quiet where we could talk? Yeah, he takes her down to the secret fucking sanctum. One rule! One rule! <laughs> and this is when Layla, who, I guess, I guess they're neighbors, so it seems like she's, like, walking home or just, like, taking a walk by yeah. at night. Sees a party happening in Will's house and decides to go in. She's like, well, there, my, there's a giant party happening at my best friend's house. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, so when Will and Gwen are down in the sanctum, Gwen goes to kiss Will. And in a blink, we see something zoom by really fast and the pacifier is gone. Oh, no. Um, so Gwen sees Layla as they come back from the secret sanctum. She sends Will into the kitchen before he can notice her, and just goes up to Layla and is like, Will doesn't want you. You're a loser. It's so pathetic that you have a crush on him. He's going to homecoming with me, and I'm so much better than you. Yeah, well, and she's just like, it's embarrassing for you. He doesn't want to be with you anymore, and he's too afraid to tell you. You just need to leave him alone. And so Layla, like, storms off crying, and Will's like, hey, what's going on? She's like, no, and leaves. And so he, like, tries to follow her, but she keeps leaving. So he's like, Gwen, like, what did you say to her? And she's like, I just told her the truth, that uh, you guys shouldn't be friends anymore, and that you're better than her. This was a very big jump, I feel like, for Gwen. Because at first, she's just like, oh. Like, very subtle. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's just, like, full force. Well, yeah. She thinks that her kisses are magical, I guess. I guess. Um, so, Will, as in, so, Will, after hearing, like, how he insulted his best friend, is finally come to his senses. Mm -hmm. And he's like, uh, we're not going to homecoming together. Leave. Get out. And she's like, you're dumping me? No one dumps me. And she's like, well, I just did. Mm -hmm. Um, so he tries to end the party, but before... As he makes his announcement, mom and dad arrive. Um, and so everyone leaves, and Will is just so annoyed and angry at everything. He's like, I know I'm in trouble, but, like, I didn't plan this. I didn't want this to happen. I'm not going to homecoming. Mm -hmm. um, and dad is upset because they're like, we're going to introduce the world to the Stronghold 3. Like, dad wants him to go to homecoming, even though he just threw a party while his parents were out. Um, but Will and is like... Again, it's just, like, selfishly. Yeah, and Will is like, no, I'm not going. Yeah. Um, Will calls Layla multiple times. He's like, I'll be at the Paper Lantern if you want to meet, but she's just not picking up. Mm -hmm. And so Will, Will is now sitting there by himself, and War and Peace approaches his table. <laughs> Again, and protagonist of the movie, main character, <laughs> War and Peace. <laughs> and War and Peace is just like, <laughs> he's just like, listen, we were only trying to make you jealous. She has such a huge crush on you, you fucking idiot. Yeah, you big dummy. And he's like, well, I really fucked it up tonight. And he's like, well, own your shit. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so then we cut to homecoming night. Um, all the gang is there. Zach and Magenta and Ethan and Layla. Warren Peace arrives. And he, whenever they agreed to go to homecoming, Warren was like, I'm not going to rent a suit. But he arrived in a suit. And he's like, well, I didn't rent it. It was my dad's. And he's in solitary confinement. So <laughs> um, mom and dad are about to leave without Will. Uh, so they head off because they're receiving the award. Yeah, Mom hands uh, Will their yearbook because he's like, Dad was trying to sneak this out. Uh, ha ha, so embarrassing. So as Will is sitting alone in the sanctum, he's flipping through the yearbook. And what do you know? He recognizes Sue Tenney as fucking Gwyn. No, he says, he says, what? Gwyn? 
And uh, Sue Tenney is holding Royal Payne's pacifier in a science club picture. And so we don't really, like, understand, like, what he realizes, but we learn that he came to the conclusion that Gwen is Sue Tenney slash Royal Payne's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so we cut to Homecoming. The principal introduces Mom and Dad, um, and Gwen goes up to the podium to give them a ward, and that's when... She reveals, she says, I am the world's most powerful person. <laughs> and I guess she changes into her outfit and brings out big signs that say royal pain. Yeah, and that's when uh, her sidekick, Stitches, arrives. Um, she uses the pacifier to start turning people into babies, including mom and dad. Yeah, well, she starts with them. Um, uh, Lash, then- Speed, and Penny are all a part of her crew. Um, they, uh, seal off exits from the gym, and that's when the sidekick gang, uh, escapes through the vent. Um, Zach, it's very dark in there, and Zach is able to light the way for everyone. Uh, yeah. Will had called Ron whenever he realized what was going on to get a ride to Sky High, so he arrives as all this is happening. He goes inside, and he opens the vent and lets his friends out. he saw a glow from inside. He's like, Zach! Yeah, so he lets his friends out. They catch him up on what's going on. And yeah, they're like, and they're like, oh, like, Gwen is Royal Payne's daughter, and she's here to take revenge on everyone. Yeah, well, and he's like, well, I knew that. And then they're like, everyone is babies. That's what the pacifier <laughs> does. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, um, Will says it's, like, it's not just, they're like oh, you're here to save the day, Will. And they're like, no, like, it's gonna take all of us. Like, we're, we're heroes, we're here, we're gonna step up. And he apologizes for his behavior. And before going off, uh, Layla kisses Will. Mm-hmm. Um, Will goes, uh, to fight Gwen while Layla, Ethan, and Warren Peace fight off Lash, Speed, and Penny. Um, Magenta and Zack go back into the vent. And, uh, yeah, so, like, we briefly see Ethan is able to, like, stop Lash and trap him in a toilet because they kept dunking him in the toilet. Um, so, Royal Payne is holding Baby Dad on the steps of Sky High. She's wearing, like, Lady Gaga-sized platform boots. Yeah. And this is when she reveals her evil plan. Because, of course, villains have to do that. I will never... Well, this whole movie is a spoof of, like, classic superhero tropes. Well, I understand that, but also Kim Possible is what taught me that that is a thing. Because the one time <laughs> yeah, when she goes, like, if you just stopped explaining your plan all the time, we would get it done. And he's like, no! This is what supervillains do! Um, so it turns out that Sue Tenney, back in high school, was a weird girl that no one understood because no one really knew what a technopath was. Now, this is, like, 2005, right? So this is probably, like, back in the 80s when technology wasn't what it was even in 2005. So probably no one really could, like, figure out what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sue Tenney hatched a plan to start a supervillain academy and raise former heroes as villains. But first, she had to destroy Sky High. Um, Will appears, he heard everything, and this is when we learn that Royal Payne isn't Gwen's mom. Gwen is Sue Tenney, and the pacifier turned her into a baby, and she was raised by Stitches. And this was all part of her evil plan to come back to high school and turn an entire generation of heroes into babies, Mm -hmm. so she could raise them as supervillains. Now, I I talked about this last night, but I don't understand the logistics here, Okay. So Gwen was turned back down into a baby, and it turns out somehow she knows all the torment she went through when she was first in high school to go with this evil plan. But 
if she's trying to raise a generation of villains who were once heroes, wouldn't all the heroes remember that they were heroes and that this person has this evil plan to turn them all into villains? There's multiple theories that we could go with. One, Stitches could have told her this. Yeah. Could have, like, told her everything. And as, like, her loyal sidekick, I could see that happening. Yes, like, because him as we the learned, story. Stitches raised her as a daughter. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, they had the yearbook, so he could because be like, also, this is who you are. Like, As we learned, so, as I said, like, the Dean was, like, Gwen's dad in the doorway. The, it's, also, it's Jim Rash. It's Stitches. It's the same character. Yeah. Yes, he is the little, like, jester thing. Yeah. Every time she, like, chokes him. Anka, Anka, Anka. Anka. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was very funny as a kid. Uh, another theory we could go with is what if Stitches is actually the evil genius and he just had a baby and then gaslit her her entire life and was like, you are this, like, royal pain was his wife. She did die. And then he was like, you are royal pain. Hmm. Could be. Maybe. Um, so... Uh, back with, uh, the fighting, Ethan melts to slip speed, uh, while he's running around. Warren blasts a fireball in him. They work together to defeat him. Um, Will and Gwen are fighting in the gym. They're, like, flying all around. Um, Penny is, uh, going after Layla. She, like, corners her. All of her multiples, like, corner her. Mm -hmm. And then she punches Layla in the face and motherfucking Layla. She the has, iconic scene. It's so good. She has her back against a window and she like starts, like she like has her hands and she starts raising up the plants from the ground and then she pushes them forward, breaking all the windows. All the trees, all the vines come through into the school yeah, to trap and lock all the pennies. Yeah, and it the is vines, so good. they catch it's all like, of them. It's like 15 seconds max, mm -hmm. but this scene will never leave my head. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever because, I say like, iconic, I'm not kidding. <laughs> and then, like, there's all this wind blowing. Like, Danielle Panabaker, she's in this gorgeous green dress. Mm -hmm. And, like, her hair is, like, curled and nice and it's all red. And it's just flowing in the wind with all the vines and the trees coming in behind her as all the glass breaks. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, because all that's going on isn't enough, that's whenever Penny uh, reveals that. She's like, wait, well, please she, don't well, kill us. She's like... Um, but I thought you were a sidekick, meaning, like, I thought your powers weren't good enough. And Layla's like, <laughs> I am a sidekick. Yeah. And then she's like, please don't leave us here to die. Royal Pain's gonna turn off the gravitational, like, field, and it's just gonna plummet to death. In ten minutes. Yeah. So, so, immediately, Layla gathers the sidekicks, and she's like, okay, here's the blueprint of the school. This is where the anti-gravitational device is laid. Um, and they're like, they did this and this and this and this and this. And, like, all the... Uh, entryways to the place are sealed, except for this tiny little tube that only a rat could fit into. <gasps> Magenta! Oh my, my god! Pig. Your power! Um, so, Warren Peace and Layla arrive in the gym. Royal Pain throws Will out the window and off the side, because he's still floating in the air, off the side of the school. Mm -hmm. But, Will can fly. Yes, but that's when he realizes he can fly, which again, I feel like he should have realized earlier. Yeah, we briefly see Stitches loading an extra school bus with all the babies, and Ron Wilson, bus driver, goes up to stop him. No superpowers needed. He just goes up and stops him. Yeah, because Stitches is a weak little sidekick. Um, so we learned that Magenta, uh, Zach and Ethan are sort of, like, yelling out directions to her from the outside of this, like, tube area. Yeah, she needs to chew a wire. Yeah, and that will, like, recalibrate the anti-gravitational device. Mm -hmm. So she starts chewing. It takes a while. Whenever... Uh, Gwen hits the but like the button to 
Um, yeah, Will knocks her out and, again, just leaves her there. Never. Movies always do this. If they're passed out, still keep an eye on them. Now's not the time for talking. Right. I'm looking at you, uh, Laurie Strode. Could have killed Michael Myers so many times. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, as the school is falling, Will flies out and tries to, like, lift the school from the bottom, but it's just so strong that he's sort of just, like, attached to the bottom of the school as it's falling from the sky. And so this is where we see a uh, husband and wife who have finally moved into their new home, sold to them by Mr. and Mrs. Stronghold. Fun fact, the man and wife in this scene are the voices of Spongebob and Karen, and they are married in real life. Mm -hmm. Um, So the giant school is, like, they see it about to, like, slowly coming toward their house. It's giant about to crush everyone. But just at the last second, Magenta is able to chew the wire and Will is able to, like, hold the school up. And so he flies the school back into the air. So out in uh, the quad, everyone is, like, unloading babies Mm -hmm. from the bus. And it turns out the science teacher with the giant head, he still has his adult brain. I he guess can still communicate. Is, that again, doesn't make sense. This Pothole. is where the, like, moral logistics... I mean, he has, like, a weird-shaped head. So maybe it's just, like, a giant head. But this is where, like, the logistics come in. Like, he still very much has his adult brain. Mm-hmm. So he's able to reverse the pacifier and change everyone back. Mm-hmm. Um, Will... <laughs> that was my dog. Will apologized to his parents. Um, the parents who were, like... Well, even though this was an award that we was fake to Loris here by our arch nemesis, we give the hero of the award, hero of the year award to the sidekicks, and that includes Ron Wilson, bus driver. Well, and they're also like, you guys aren't sidekicks, like you're heroes. They're yeah. tr- they're basically trying to say like the system is archaic. Yeah. But they don't do anything about it. Yeah. So, uh, we briefly see, like, all the villains. No one's died in the detention room. And that's when Gwen says, I went through puberty twice for this. I thought about that line a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the, uh, pacifier has been destroyed. Everyone continues with homecoming. I'll stop the world and melt with you by bowling for soup plays. Yes. Um, while Layla and Will are outside making out and flying. Um, all the vi- Will narrates the end. All the villains are in jail. Ron, the bus driver, fell into a vat of toxic waste and is now a superhero. Even though I think it would have been better if he was just a superhero without any powers. Yeah, and then he does this stupid thing at the end where he's like, my best friend became I, my girlfriend. <laughs> my girlfriend became my arch enemy. My arch enemy became my best friend. And my best friend became my girlfriend. <laughs> no! <laughs> Layla should have ended up with War Layla and Peace. Layla should have ended up with War and Peace. <laughs> Whenever whenever she's at the dance and he shows up and he's in the tux, they have that moment where they're like, you said you weren't going to get a tux. And he's like, oh, it's my dad's. She has a moment. There's a glint in her eye. She sees it. They've been in school for like two months and War and Peace has been more considerate of Layla in those two months than Will had in their entire lives. And you know what? Layla, like, owes Will no forgiveness for what he's done. Like, she can forgive him and then be like, you know what? You treated me really shittily, and I don't want to, like, date you now. I'm gonna go date War and Peace. Because he's never treated me like that. <laughs> he never stood me up at the Chinese he restaurant. He never treat me this shitty. Made me hate this city. And I will talk shit about you on the internet. <laughs> it was 2005. They didn't have it. I guess they, like, live journal. I don't know. Um, and so, yeah, this is where I wrote... Were there no changes to the Sky High curriculum? They don't talk about that. Yeah, we don't get there to that. There had to have been. Mm-hmm. Because 
the group, like Layla, Ethan, Zach, and Magenta, saved everyone's asses. Mm -hmm. So they had to, and like, plus the whole thing about like Gwen and the heroes, they were all villains. So they had to have gone back and been like, hey, we should change this. Yeah, okay. But like, there's no mention of it. Yeah, and that's where a lot of this movie gets, uh, like, it gets a lot of flack and just like criticism on there not being like a conclusion to it. I feel like anyone who watches the movie and understands the point being like the system of like hero and sidekick doesn't do anyone any good. Like everyone's abilities. Like, greater than and less than. Yeah. Everyone's abilities are useful for different situations. So there's yeah. no need to like separate the two and say that this is better than that. Yeah. I also wish that it would have been more for like those who didn't like. I don't like that Ron Wilson fell into a vat of toxic waste. I like that he helped them without having any powers. Yeah. And so, this is where I bring up the fucking video. There's a video that's like, Sky High is about eugenics. And oh my god, wait. Good thing. <laughs> I, watched, <laughs> I watched the video. I never watched it. I watched it because I was like, I want to hear if this is valid criticism because I don't feel that that is the takeaway. And I still don't feel that that is the takeaway. I feel like it's a fair criticism to say that, like, it's not clarified. But I don't think that any kid watching this is like, oh yeah, this is good because they're all heroes in the... I feel like they're seeing it and they're like, okay, everyone is a hero. It's not just these specific characters are now yeah. heroes, but, like, anyone can be a hero. It's, like, what you offer. Yeah. And how you use it. Yeah, and I feel like he is, like, his argument is that, like, they need to be clearer that kids aren't smart enough to, like, understand that point. And I disagree, because I, I saw this. That yeah, point. I saw this as a kid, and that was what I took away from it. It wasn't like, oh, I have to be a hero, or, like, yeah. it, it's just, like, how you are is good and you don't need to like change yourself and fit into that and the criticism that also happened was like they feel like the story would have been better if will didn't get powers if he would have like yeah that's that's also where i was yeah with but then we also wouldn't have the story of how will like started out as a sidekick but then he lost his way as he was a hero and Mm -hmm. then had to come back uh and be like, these are my friends and here's what they can offer. No, and, like, my thing is, I feel like there is fair criticism of the story and how it's told, but I don't think that the end point is that eugenics are a good thing. No. Like, I feel like the most criticism you can bring to this is, like, you can point out that dad is, like, racist or, like, whatever, you know? That's what or I was saying. Of, or yeah, whatever. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, dad isn't a good guy, and we don't know how much he changed, if at all. And, like, yeah, there's that's a, a problem. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, loose ends. Mm-hmm. Like, with character, like I said, like, with character development, with how Sky High is run mm-hmm. that could have used some cleaning up. Yeah, but also... With the, but also, I'm only looking at this now as an adult. Whenever I was a child, I was like, oh, like, we're all great. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, children aren't dumb. They're not g- coming away from this and being like, yes, it's only good if you're a hero. Yeah. Like, I just feel like it's not giving the audience enough credit. It yeah. doesn't need to be explicitly stated, like, everything. I think it would have been better if it was, like you said, if we tied up the loose ends a little bit more, but I don't think that there's a problem with the way the story was told. Yeah. <laughs> and if anything, we should just be criticizing Dad more, because he's a shitty person, and, like, it's, like, the idea of, like, toxic masculinity, too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot that we could go into. I think there's a lot of valid critiques of this movie, but I don't think that that one is a good job. I'll link the video, and you can... Everyone, all of our listeners, you can let me know if you disagree. But um, like, I gave Sky High five stars on Letterboxd, and I got a comment that was like, "Did you know this movie is about eugenics?" And, and then I looked it up, and I did not watch it. It's not. <laughs> like, I understand the argument, but the end point is it against that. Like, the whole that's the anti like that's the point they're trying to make that it's not a good thing that you don't have to come from like two superhero parents. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and well, that's the thing. That's, like, how it started. How Gwen 
had her rise to eat, like, it was her, literally her villain, her villain, or, her villain, <laughs> her villain origin story was that she was put in the sidekick track. Like, it's, like, again, it's not explicitly explained, like, it's only mm-hmm. sort of touched on in her speech about how she was cast aside in high school, and she was, like, in that sidekick loser trait, and, like, no one ever, like, gave her the time of day. Mm-hmm. And that's what led her to become evil. And another another thing, just the way that this video was made, I feel like it is jumping to a lot of conclusions, but then also, like, and they need to be very clear. Like, it's jumping to conclusions that, like, no one ever says in the movie that we should just get rid of sidekicks. Like, no one is ever, like, <laughs> they are bad, we should just cast them aside. Like, yeah, they are put in this separate track or whatever, and, like, we get the, the idea that, like, uh, Will didn't even know about his dad's sidekick or whatever, but it's never, like... Let's abolish them. Let's just (laughs) stop them from existing. And maybe that's, like, the count, the, like, oh, like, if you're older and you think about it that way, but, like, you can't go both sides. Like, you can't be, like, they explicitly say this because they don't, but then they don't explicitly say that this is bad. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Um, This movie is good. And if you have a brain and you think about it, it still works. If anything, you just watch it to for the blossoming relationship of Layla and War and Peace. <laughs> War and Peace and Layla deserve to be together. <laughs> they de- Will and Layla broke up a year later, and she was like, "I want to be with War and Peace. This She's man like, has never how let War me and down. Peace made me feel. We had that fake and relationship, then, and then I fell for him. And then Will becomes the villain because he's like, <laughs> War and Peace stole my girlfriend. <laughs> He's like, mm, I learned all this from my dad. Yep. <laughs> Will is the villain. That is the end of the story. Also, yeah, at the end of the movie, they briefly show War and Peace grabbing hands with the girl who, like, froze the guy. at the. Yeah, because they're, like, fire and ice. No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> also, in the guy's video, he was saying that War and Peace is gay, and I disagree. I don't get those vibes. If anything, maybe bye. But, <laughs> but War and Peace and Will don't make sense at all. No. Boo! <laughs> We we have shipped a lot of <laughs> homosexual relationships in these Disney Channel movies, but, like, Will and War and Peace, they don't make sense. It's because Will isn't a good, likable main character. Will no. is like Harry Potter. Yeah. You don't like him. <laughs> oh, I'm so popular. I'm the chosen one. Oh, my life's so hard. Um, I wanted to talk for briefly, um, so they used to play the I'll Stop the World and Melt With You music video by Bowling for Soup on Disney Channel. Yes, the cover. Yeah, and um, the girl who plays Magenta was, like, the star of that music video. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, they cut, like, you know, like, clips in the movie, but then it's, like, the band playing for, like, an audience of people. And at the end of the music video, like, one of them, like, flips their guitar. They literally, like, freeze the world, and then he and the girl melt. That used to stress me out so much. I was like, the world is just frozen, and you go and melt? Are you, and then you're, you, are you just mush? Do you have a brain? Like, oh my god, it used to stress me out so much. I was like, why would you do that? <laughs> I never thought about it that deeply. <laughs> I saw it, and I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> like, actually stopping the world and melting. <laughs> It's a metaphor. It's symbolic. They did it literally, it's though. <laughs> How did you rate this movie? Um, I forgot to actually rate this movie, but I'd give it... I'll give it a four and a half out of five, because I do think that there was a little bit of room for improvement. Warren P. should have ended up with Layla. Um, yeah. <laughs> I gave it a five out of five. I'll watch this movie any day, anytime. Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> oh, shoot. 
I was gonna look at our list to see what we what we should do next week. Well, one thing because you did you brought up uh, we could do Freaky Friday. Could be a big jump, but we could. We could do a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. Let's so start off our Lindsay Lohan series. Sure. Should we just do all the Lindsay Lohans? Yeah, let's knock them out. Let's do it. Freaky Friday. Starting out. Goodbye. Bye.